Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I'm your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, and today I'm talking about why diets fail. So if you're like me and you are someone who has tried diet after diet, you are a notorious yo-yo dieter, you you know, give up, you call it quits, you start again, you're back at it, you know, you're committed 100% only to go through the same cycle over and over. This podcast episode is for you. Now, a lot of us associate health with, you know, being a certain weight or being a certain size. And this can be something which leads us to go down the path of weight loss. And I'm not someone who is overtly against weight loss. I think, you know, there's a time and a place for it when it regards our health and, you know, being our healthiest selves. I don't think being our healthiest selves means being our smallest or skinniest or tiniest selves. Not at all. Um, You know, this is just going with the idea that we are... When we take care of ourselves and we eat well and we move our bodies, we are at less risk for certain disease. That's all I'm going on. Okay. That fact. And so when I say that a lot of diets fail because we are really just focused on weight loss and weight loss at any cost, which can be, well, really all consuming to our own detriment. That is what I'm talking about. And I think, unfortunately, for so many of us, we've had experiences or encounters in our life with diets or books, coaches, or even friends who've given us information that has reinforced certain beliefs around food and around exercise, the whole, well, just move more or just eat less or, you know, ideally the combination. And that is so detrimental because that slippery slope leads us to always think that we need to eat less and do more. And that is a marker of success. And that my friends is so problematic for so many ways because putting weight loss as the only measurable indicator of success, not only makes it really hard to keep going because there comes a point when perhaps you're having actually lots of different kinds of success and you're getting stronger and you're actually getting healthier, but you are not seeing that or recognizing those kinds of progress because you go, oh, the scale didn't move. And there's a lot of good reasons why the scale doesn't move, even though you are having success. And so this is why a lot of diets fail. We focus too much on weight loss. We focus on doing more and eating less and following all these rules. And oftentimes these rules contradict each other. And they say, oh, don't eat fruit. Oh, don't eat after seven. Oh, don't skip breakfast or or definitely skip breakfast. And you are left to go, wow, I don't know how to eat. I don't know what to eat. I don't know, you know, if I should eat, I don't even know what being hungry feels like or what a normal level of fullness feels like. And there is so much fear because of all these diets, because of all these things we've been told and taught. And so 
if you are ever going to try something new, make sure that it's something you can sustain long term. Because one of the biggest reasons why why a diet fails, I know I've already said this title three or four times, but one of the biggest reasons why a diet fails is because you are only doing something for a given amount of time or until you reach a certain weight or certain size. And after you have reached that through this diet, you stop doing all the things that led you there. Meaning you stopped Weight Watchers, you stopped keto, you stopped fasting, you stopped you know, skipping dessert, or you stopped depriving yourself, or you stopped over-exercising. When you stop doing these extreme things, you tend to gain the weight back because you're no longer in that extreme deficit or doing those things. And that's not a sign of failure, although I know it feels like it. This is a sign to go, okay, well, obviously all those things I was doing aren't actually things that I can do long-term. Note it. Move forward with that and hold on to that. It doesn't mean, like I said, you're a failure. It means you've learned something in the process of that diet and go, all right, well then, considering how that went long-term, is that something that was worth it? And I have a lot of people who come to me and they've either done keto or they're considering it. And there are lots of people who have success doing it. Okay. So let me be clear. I'm not saying it's terrible. It's not, you know, the end of the world. If this is the path you're choosing and you're having success with it, if that's the case, great. I'm very happy for you. And I sincerely mean that. However, the conversations I tend to have are ones where people say, Oh, you know what? I'm really tempted to go back to it because I was very successful. And I say, okay, well, you know what? The reason you were very successful wasn't likely, you know, 99% likely the fact that you really cut back on your carb intake. It was essentially because you restricted a food group, meaning carbohydrates, meaning a lot of fruit and vegetables. And yes, you can still have both of those things on keto, but the quantities are significantly less, which then means you are more limited to certain food groups, mostly carbs, I mean, mostly protein and fat. And as a result, you are likely going to eat less because, well, you're not eating a whole food group. And so the people that do have success with this, which is amazing, are successful because they are in a calorie deficit while on keto. Keto isn't magic. It wasn't the fact that you ate lots and lots of fats and all of a sudden you lost all this weight. No, the common denominator between any successful diet was that you were in a calorie deficit. So that being said, there are many different ways to get into a calorie deficit. You can absolutely still eat carbs and get into a calorie deficit. And this is often what I tell people who are considering that road. Like I said, I'm not against it. I'm not saying, oh, it's not going to work. I'm just saying it's not a quick fix. It's not magic. And because of that, I always ask people, well, what is your long-term strategy? 
If you're going to do keto, how long are you going to do it for? And if they don't say, oh, I'm going to do it forever. And they say, I'm going to do it for six weeks. I'm going to do it for 12 weeks. My question is, what are you going to do after those six or 12 weeks? How are you going to eat? And oftentimes there's a, um, hmm. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, and this is the thing. This is why diets fail. It's not that, you know, keto didn't work. It's that it wasn't actually a lifestyle. You cut out entire, you know, food group essentially. And then you go, oh, wow, I was really successful. Yeah, you were successful because you were in a calorie deficit. And so lifestyle changes are essential. They are truly essential if you want to maintain the progress that you get. Meaning if you just cut back a little, meaning say, what if you cut back and you ate exactly the same things you normally ate, except you ate a little bit less. If you ate 20% less of everything you normally ate, you would also likely be successful. Might it take longer? Yes. And this is where the problem lies for so many of us. We are, you know, as much as we don't want to admit it, we like things quick. We want our Amazon Prime. We want it same day. We want our Uber Eats, you know, as soon as possible. We want everything immediately. And so when we're told that we have to work for something for a long period of time, you know, for eight, 12, 24 weeks, for years, we go, oh, Oh, well, that's not very fun. I don't want to do that. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry, my dear, but this is why people struggle with weight loss. It really is because we often go for the quick fix. No one wants to take the long way. No one wants to go the scenic way and be patient and just, you know, keep believing in themselves and go, okay, you know what? Yes, I wish I lost another five pounds by now, but it's okay. I'm just going to keep going. I wish we could do that. I wish that was a really easy thing for us to do. And it's not. And I know it's not from my own experiences. And I know it's not when I talk to my clients each week, but this is the reality of the situation. Slow and steady will get you where you want to be. And you know the great thing about slow and steady? You're not going to be suffering in the process. You're not going to have to give up all the foods you like. You're not going to have to say goodbye to your social life or goodbye to drinking if you enjoy that. You can continue to live your life, to eat the foods you like, to drink the things you like, but just cut back a little. You do a little bit less you will get to the place you want to be. But unless the diet you are doing is helping you to build healthy habits, and I know I always repeat myself, but unless you are building those and repeating them and reinforcing them, I guarantee you're going to be in the same place next year. You're going to have the same problems and same challenges next year because you were looking for a quick fix. And unfortunately, no one can help you with this part. This is the part that, well, it really comes from a shift in mindset. 
it comes from you going, okay, you know what? Really and truly, if I sit down and reflect honestly on all the diets I've done and all the success I've had during those diets and what happened after those diets, when I gained weight back and all of that, is it really worth it for me to suffer through a diet, to give up all the things I like, to do extreme things only to have the results not last? Is it worth it? And only you can answer that. I mean, I I really hope the answer is no, it's not worth it. But then comes the inner debate and challenge of, well, am I really ready to be at peace with the fact that working towards this goal is going to take time? It's going to be slower. And I might get frustrated in the process and I might want to give up in the process, but I know I can do this and I didn't, you know, get to this place overnight. And so me getting to where I want to be will also take time. These are the conversations you have to have with yourself because as much as I can repeat myself and say the same things over and over until you have this conversation with yourself from your heart, this means nothing. And you will keep doing the same thing over and over. And every diet that doesn't teach you lifestyle habits and sustainability will fail. Long term, it will fail. Make lifestyle changes. Drink more water. Get more steps and stand a little bit longer throughout your day. You know, make sure to eat some more vegetables or prioritize protein. I have so many different podcast episodes that you can actually go through and listen to and find a strategy for this week. But change comes from within. You are the only one who can make these changes. No one else can do that. And this is why I always ask people who want to work with me, are you actually ready? Are you in a place in your life when you can be reflective about your choices and your actions and go, does this align with my goals? And if it does, how do you move forward? If it doesn't, how do you move forward? It is literally up to you. No one can do this but you. And I know you can do this. I have complete faith in your ability to do this. But your self-talk has to change in the process. And you have to have a lot of conversations with yourself in the process. I actually had a client call today. And I, I told her, I was like, yes, you know, Things are challenging and we're talking about late night eating. And I said, you know what? I sometimes, I still, not sometimes, I still struggle with this because for well over a decade, I conditioned myself to eat something after dinner or to eat dessert or just to become that habit of, oh, now I need something sweet. And I was eating out of habit versus actual desire, or actual cravings. And so making that shift And sticking to only eating when I'm hungry is hard. And just the other day, I was like, oh, I just finished dinner. I kind of want something. I'm a little bit snacky. And I go, am I hungry, Nikki? And I go, no, I am not hungry. And this is where I told her, I'm like, I have, you know, two little Nikki's, one on each shoulder. One is old Nikki, who 
is very extreme, not always the most rational person when it comes to diet and exercise. And, you know, very much full of that diet culture, where, you know, more is better. And so I also have another Nikki on my other shoulder. And this is Nikki who is really trying to be health conscious, not weight conscious, but health conscious, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those things. And these two little Nikki's on my shoulder just go at it sometimes. And this is where I have that debate where, you know, old Nikki goes, just eat it. You want a snack? Just eat it. And, you know, healthful Nikki goes, well, how are you going to feel if you eat it and you're not actually hungry? Are you going to feel full? Are you going to feel bloated? Are you going to feel your best? And I, (laughs) it's seriously a, a debate back and forth and back and forth. And I said to my client, 85% of the time I go, you know what? I'm not hungry. I don't need that. And I move on. And 15% of the time, old Nikki wins and I eat it and I go, I really didn't need that. Next time I'm going to try this. And I am very serious when I say there's a lot of conversation back and forth in my mind between old and current Nikki. Between what I think I should do and how I feel and acknowledging those feelings, but then actually coming to, you know, the present with logical and rational thoughts and going, okay, yes, Nikki, that's what you think, but is that actually true? And you know, it's not, you know, it's absolutely okay for you to get a second or third helping of food. If you are still truly hungry, I know it is, and that's okay. I also know it's okay if I am full, that I don't need to finish my food. But going back and forth between the old and the current Nikki is definitely something that is ongoing. And this is part of the reason why I have a podcast on where, you know, do you talk to yourself? And I do it all the time, every day. You know, why am I standing here in front of the pantry? Why am I about to eat this? This is where the change has happened. I haven't changed because I'm following a set of rules hasn't changed because I have a list of foods I can and can't eat. It's changed because of how I think about food and how I talk to myself. This isn't a diet. I don't follow a diet. I have literally made lifestyle changes. And the reason I stick to them is because they make me feel good is because they make me feel like I can enjoy myself without guilt, without shame, without fear, without anxiety. I feel like I can eat like this for the rest of my life. That is a lifestyle change. And so the next time you hear about that fad diet or so-and-so celebrity doing something, I want you to stop and think. You can read over the article, you can read over the diet, but then ask yourself, could I do this forever? And if the answer's no, then maybe skip over that approach and go back to the basics. All right, fam, that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you are enjoying my podcast. And if you are looking for workout programs, you want to learn to calculate your macros or access any of my 250 recipes, go to www.justget.com dot fit forward slash stronger.